All right, so let's open up to uh, let's open up our Bibles to First Corinthians 15. We started last week in a uh, with a series about having a heart of praise, and we started talking about uh, last week. We you know we just kind of introduced the series, but we talked about understanding that that you know what it is to to have a, a heart of thanksgiving, understanding what it is to to have a uh, to cultivate. You remember we told the story about. Uh, when I went to Ramah, I remember Keith Moore was one of my teachers, and he told the story about how he was seeking the Lord. And, and the Lord asked him one day, he said, do you want to know uh, the, the secret, or do you want to know a way? I, I don't know if he called, used the word secret. I can't remember exactly the word he used. But he said, do you want to know how to, receive, to be able to receive more of me in your life? And, of course, you know, yes. I, I mean, anybody would answer yes to that. And the Lord, the Lord simply told uh, Brother Keith, he says, he says, cultivate a life of thanksgiving. Cultivate a life of thanksgiving. We talked about that word cultivate a little bit, but, you know, you understand that, um, and, and for, for whatever reason, for whatever the, the reason is behind it, I guess because of the, the, the nature of this world or however you want to say that, but, but it's so much easier to be negative than it is to be positive. It's so much easier just to jump on the negative train and, and, you know, and, and not be positive about things. And I think that's the reason that the Lord told Brother Keith that you had to cultivate a life of thanksgiving. You know, that it's not going to come easy. It's not going to come just, just out of the, you know, it's not, just, it's not just your nature just to be thankful. And, you know, and, and of course, you know, we, we understand that. We have to, we teach our kids. You know, when our kids are growing up, we teach our kids, when somebody gives you something, what do you, you teach them? Say thank you. You know, if you never teach your kids that, then then you know they'll be they'll be kids. And listen, and I've seen them, and I, and I, I've seen I've seen parents that that's you know that say, well, I don't you know we don't teach them to say yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, yes, sir, no, sir, thank you, and things like that. And and I, for whatever reason, I don't I still don't understand why they don't do that because to me that's just a thing of respect, right? And you know, and 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 if you teach that, you can cultivate that at a young age. Where I mean, man, if I, if if when I was growing up, if, if somebody gave me something and I didn't say thank you, more than likely I didn't have that thing anymore because my my parents would be like, Get, you know, if you're not going to say thank you, you can give it back to them, you know. I mean, because because you just learn to appreciate things when somebody blesses you with something, you say thank you, you know, right? And so, but you have to cultivate that even even today, you know, um, in in being being an adult, you know, you still have to work on. Saying thank you and being appreciative. You know, it's so easy just to, to take everything and just go with it and life's so busy and, and you just go, go, go. And, and it's so easy to get out of that. But, but we, we are learning how to live out of a heart of thanks. And not only toward God, but also towards one another. And, and because, because what we're going to see and what we're going to learn in the next couple of weeks is this, is that one of the keys to victory in our life is learning to be thankful. If you're not thankful, you will not be victorious in your life. Now, you may have some victories. You may, you may be, have a, a measure of success. But listen, you won't have the success that God wants you to have if you do not have a thankful heart. And these scriptures, real quick, um, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 57, says this. 1 Corinthians 15, 57. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory... Through our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's just read. Can we read that verse together? Let's just read this. And they put it up on the screen. Let's just read that together. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory 
through our Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory. Now, I want you to notice a couple things uh, as we get as we're, the direction we're going to go today. Notice that it, di- it didn't say only thank God when, after He gives you the victory. Notice that this is present tense. In other words, when He says thanks be to God who gives us, it's not who has given. In other words, you know, because some people, it's, listen, the, the one thing it's easy to be thankful for is after somebody already does something for you. When somebody gives, if, if I walk up and, and give BJ a, a, a notebook or he gives me something and I, I take it, then it's easy to say, oh, well, thank you for that. But, but we have to learn, even in the middle of the storm, even in the middle, like when we read a promise of God, when we see something in the Word, when we, when we don't even have it in our hands yet, but we see it and we understand that that's what God wants us to have, to say, thank you, Lord, that I received that right now. Even before I get it, thank you that I received that. I told that story last week of, of, uh, <clears throat> of Doc Horton, one of brothers, Brother Hagen's good friends. Can you turn me down just a little bit, Noah? I've got a little bit of echo. Um, but Doc Horton, had, he told that story about he, he grew up in a real big family, and, and his mom would make biscuits, and she wouldn't make them, she wouldn't make them all the time, so they were kind of a treat. For, you know, when their family got biscuits, because they had, he had like 10 or 12 brothers and sisters or something like that. But they had a, they had a rule at their house that, that if, uh, because he said he was the youngest out of all the kids, and he said sometimes all the big kids would get all the food and there wouldn't be much left for him, you know. But he said that they had a, uh, they had a rule at the house that if somebody said, that if somebody, you know, uh, spoke out and said, thank you for the biscuits, then they had to be there. There had to be a biscuit on that plate when it got around to that person. You know, in other words, it could pass through twenty different people. But if but if little Doc said thank you for the biscuits first, he got a biscuit. You know, and that was just their way of of, of learning to say thank you. You know, and and so so with God here, it says that thanks be to God who always gives us or who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And I turn over to Second Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 14. And it says really about the same thing, but he just words it a little bit different. 2 Corinthians 2, 14. He says this, Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of His knowledge in every place. But notice the first part especially. But thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ. Thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph. Here again, this is present tense. This is not something, you know, I thank God that He did that years ago. No, this is I thank God that every single day He leads me in triumph. I thank God. You know, God, thank you that you're doing this for me. I get up in the morning, the first thing I do, thank you, God, that, you know, that I woke up. Thank you I've got breath. Thank you that I, I, I can stand up on my feet and go to, go to work this morning. Thank you, God. You know, and when I go to bed at night, thank you, Lord, that I made it through another day. Thank you for the blessings that you gave me today. Thank you for my family. You know, we have to learn to be thankful for what God is doing. Now, one of the things, uh, one of the things, I'm going to try and shorten this up some, one of the things that we can do to hinder our, uh, our life of victory is to be unthankful. And we looked at that last week. We looked at a couple of scriptures where it says, uh, in, in, in Romans 1 and then in 1 Corinthians, another passage where it says that they were unthankful. And, you know, and, 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 and because of that, one of those scriptures says they were unthankful, 
you know, and, and through a whole list of other things. But it says, but God turned them over to a reprobate mind. And But one of the first things it said was they, that they were unthankful. So if you're not thankful, then if you're not careful, it will lead you down a path. If you are unthankful for the things that God does for you and the things that He brings into your life, if you start becoming unthankful for that, then it will lead you, it will lead you down a path to where you will not get the victory any longer. You know, you will, not, you will not continue to receive those blessings from God because you're not thankful for them. And, you know, so, and we looked at two or three scriptures last week that talked about that. Well, this morning I want to look at a passage in uh, 1 Samuel. So if you'll turn over to the Old Testament, 1 Samuel. And, and this is a, a classic example of a, of a passage of scripture where we see that this person, when they had a change of heart, when they changed... Um, how they approached God, they got, they got a different result. And this is the story of Hannah. You all probably know this story. This is uh, in 1 Samuel chapter 1. And I'm not, for the sake of time, I'm not going to take the time to read it. I'm just going to kind of uh, paraphrase this story. You can, you can read this whole story later in 1 Samuel. But we know the story how uh, Hannah wanted a child. And she was married to this guy, and he had two wives. He had one wife where they had like ten kids together. But Hannah uh, did not have kids. Now, in that day, uh, not you know, if if a woman could not have kids, it was like a it was a mark of shame on them. It was like something was wrong with them. So Hannah, the Bible says that Hannah prayed and prayed and prayed. She wept and wept and wept. She was bitter. I mean, you know, wept, she wept bitterly. She would even stop eating and she would do all of this stuff. And, and year after year after year, she was begging God for a child. She, was, she did everything she could do, everything she could think of. Every year they would go to the temple to offer sacrifices. And she would weep bitterly in the presence of the Lord for God to give her a child. One day her husband uh, came up to her and he said, he, and, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing this, but he, he came up to her and he said, Honey, he said, he said what's wrong? He said, you know that I love you. As a matter of fact, the Scripture says that on the, day, on the, on the days of worship when they would go to the temple, that, that he would give his, the, his other wife and kids a portion to give in the offering or to give. But it says when, when it came to Hannah, he would give her double what he gave the other, the other side or the other wife and the kids. And it says because he loved Hannah. And so it wasn't like his, the husband was abusive. It wasn't like the husband wasn't treating her well. I mean, he gave her double what the other wife and the, and the kids got. I mean, and you know, so, so the husband, the, and don't get tripped up on the fact that he had two wives. That was just, God bless him. I mean, but that, you know, that, that was the, uh, for that time or whatever. But, but anyway, uh, you know, so he, he came to her one day and he said, Honey, he said, don't you understand? He said, I, I will give you everything I have. He said, I don't care that you don't have kids. Basically, in other words, he, he was probably saying this, and it's probably why it didn't work out too well for him. He was probably saying, honey, you have me. You don't need kids. You know, you've got me. I mean, and I've got you, and we're, we're, we're wonderful together. So don't, don't be so upset. Don't weep. Don't cry. You know, and we've been around, and I'm sure we've all been around people that, that are so upset about things that they just make everybody around them uncomfortable. You know, they cry all the time. They're they're upset all the time. They're mourning all the time. They're 
they're, you know, just, they just can't seem to get over this thing. And they're just crying and crying and weeping and always negative and always, always just complaining about their life and about their situation. Oh, I don't have this and I don't have that. And why well, I, I don't know why this always happens to me. And, you know, and they just go on and on. And basically her husband was trying to tell her, Honey, you don't have to be, don't worry about not having a kid. Just enjoy, enjoy our relationship. You know, everything's going to be fine. But the Bible says that Hannah just continued, continually wept. And she continually wouldn't eat. And she mourned and she, she was weeping bitterly. So you can imagine that it was probably affecting every area of her life. And, and even, and she probably even thought she was doing the right thing because it said that she would, this one certain year that the Bible tells this story, they go to the temple and it says that she is so broken in spirit and so broken in her heart that she's there weeping bitterly in the temple and she's, and she's pouring her heart out to God. Oh God, you know, please, you've got to give me a son. You've got to give me a kid. You know, and she's pouring her heart out. And, and, and while she's doing this, her mouth is moving, but words aren't coming out of her mouth. Well, the priest thinks that she's drunk. Because here she is weeping and, and crying, and, and her mouth is moving, but she's not saying anything. So the priest comes up to her and says, says hey, get on out of here. What are you doing? You know, what are you doing here in the temple? Get out of here. And she's like, you know, and he says, and, and he talks to her and says, you know, are you... Are you know? Are you drunk? Are you? What's going on here? And she said, "No, I'm not drunk." And she tell she tells him she pours her heart out to the priest, and so the priest tells her. The priest just looks at her and say, "Well, if that's if that's what's on your heart, if that's what you want, go your way, and may God bless you. May God give you the petition of your heart." Now I'm paraphrasing all that. You can read that story and and put the scriptures together with what I'm telling you. But the priest says, "Go your way." And, and, you know, and, and just the word of the Lord is that, that you know, you'll have, you'll have your son and, you know, be, go, just go and be blessed. And notice, I want to show you one passage of Scripture. Look at verse 18. In verse 18, 1 Samuel 1, 18, notice what it says here. It says, and she said, this is after the priest, after Eli told her to go her way and that God would grant her petition. In verse 18 it says, and she said, let your maidservant find favor in your sight. So the woman went her way and ate, and her face was no longer sad. The, uh, the Living Bible says it this way. She says, oh, thank you, sir, she exclaimed. She went happily back and began to eat. Now, I want you to, the reason I pull that out is this, to point that out is this. Because sometimes, now, there's nothing wrong with going to the Lord and and, and, and shedding tears and having a, a broken heart. And, and the Bible says that He loves a, a contrite heart. You know, he, I mean, God, God, He respects that when we come to Him with a broken heart and, and, a, and pour out our heart to Him. But one thing we can't do, and what Hannah was doing, I believe here, I believe that she was staying in such a sad and depressed state that she did not have thanksgiving in her heart and she was just literally making everybody around her miserable. Now, she probably thought she was being uh, righteous and, and, and upright before the Lord because I'm pouring my heart out to God. But what, what she didn't realize was that what, and, and what we see here is that when, when the priest, when she finally accepted the word, when the priest told her, go your way and, and this thing that's on your heart, may the Lord grant that to you. It says that when she accepted that as the word of the Lord, she was no longer sad. Her countenance changed. 
she went and started eating and started living her life. And the Bible says about the same time the next year, she became she gave child. So in other words, just just a, weeks, if not a month or so, after this situation, after this happened with Eli the priest, she got pregnant. And, she, and then she carried that baby to full term, and she had Samuel. But notice that it did not happen for years. The Bible says that she poured her heart out for years, begging God, pleading with God, asking God to give her a child. And it wasn't until, it wasn't until she went away and her face was no longer sad. And we can say it this way, if her face wasn't sad, then what would you call her? Happy. We could say it this way. For, for the purpose of what we're t- talking about today. She, she stopped being unthankful and she started being thankful. And when she started being thankful, she went away happy. She went away and started eating. She went away and, and she went back to her husband, no doubt, and said, said, honey, things have changed. I believe God. Let's, let's celebrate. Let's, you know, we're going to have a baby. Now, nothing in the natural had changed other than she grabbed hold of the Word of the Lord and she believed what the priest said and something in her changed. The, her faith brought, took away the sadness and it brought happiness. And when she started being thankful and when she started praising God and instead of being sad and depressed and discouraged, when she started praising God, being thankful and, and living her life knowing that the Word of the Lord was going to come to pass, she got pregnant and had Samuel and the rest is what we say history. Amen? And she was able to, she was, and, you know, because she told the Lord, if you'll give me a son, I will, I will dedicate him to you. And sure enough, after he was just about two years old, two to three years old, she took him back to the temple and, and she, she left him at the temple with, the, with Eli and he, he was, Samuel was raised to be one of the greatest, uh, one of the greatest judges and, and rulers of, of Israel's time. So, but what I want you to see, and the point I want you to see is this. You, um, and I want to make a, a pretty bold statement here, but I, but I believe we can back it up with Scripture and back it up with, with just proof of, of life. You cannot be sad and thankful at the same time. If you, if you are depressed and sad and, and just, you know, and, and that, is, that is the countenance that you have all the time, you are not being thankful. Because, now we're talking about toward God, okay? Because if you're thankful toward God, then what's going to happen? What, what happens when you start, when you take a moment... And I encourage you, maybe if you haven't done this in a while, I would encourage you to do this. To take like five minutes and just get by yourself and just say, I'm going to take five minutes and just thank God for everything I can think about. Everything that He's done for me. I'm just going to, I'm going to take five minutes and just start thanking Him. I guarantee you this. You will walk out of that prayer time, out of that closet or out of that place wherever you go to, to do that. You will walk out in a much better mood than you walked in. You know, now you, and, and you can do right the opposite of that. You can, you can take five minutes or you can take 30 seconds and complain about everything you don't have, and you can walk out miserable. You can walk out throwing a pity party. Being, being you know, saying, saying, oh, woe is me, woe is me. But what, what Hannah did here, Hannah said, no, I'm going to believe God, and I'm going to give Him praise, I'm going to give Him thanks, and it, she went away happy instead of sad. Her countenance changed and everything in her life changed. 
when she started being thankful for, for the Word that God gave her, and, and she no longer was weeping and bitter and pouring, you know, doing that, when she was thankful and rejoicing, then all of a sudden everything in her changed and she got pregnant and, and she got, you know, the desires of her heart. Listen, if you will learn to, to live out of a thankful heart, <clears throat> look at these scriptures, uh, Philippians 4, two scriptures and we'll finish up here. I can talk a whole lot more about this, but we'll leave it for another day. Philippians chapter 4, uh, verses 6 and 7. <clears throat> because now listen, did Hannah, did, was Hannah's situation to her, was it very important? Yes, it was. She didn't have a kid. She didn't have a son. She didn't have a child. So everybody looked at her, and obviously, because, because her husband had had kids with another wife, so everybody knew it was Hannah's problem. Right? So this was this was serious. This was it wasn't like this wasn't a big deal. It, I mean, it was a serious thing for Hannah, and it was and you know and, and for her it was very it was very personal. But yet at the same time, her her begging and pleading and crying and weeping bitterly changed nothing. Now there's nothing wrong with with crying before the Lord, but just don't stay there. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16, what does it say? Hebrews 4, 16, it says, it, it, it says this. It says, come weeping bitterly before the Lord. No, it doesn't say weeping bitterly, does it? It says, come boldly before the throne. You won't find in the Scripture where, where it says, come weeping bitterly and come depressed and come, you know, come all broken down and, and just so sad all the time. Stay that way before the Lord. You won't find no. Come boldly before the Lord, right? Now look here in Hebrews chapter. I mean, uh, uh, Philippians chapter four, and verse six and seven, and it says this: Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Did you notice that? Don't be anxious. Don't be fearful. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. In other words. Learn to thank God for every in every situation. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ. Look at the Amplified in verse 6. I love the Amplified. It says this uh, in the Amplified. It says, Do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. And boy, we can learn a lot from that verse, couldn't we? Don't fret. Don't worry. Don't have any anxiety. Well, what am I going to do then? If I can't worry about it, what am I going to do? Well, I'm going to pray about it, but I'm going to, go, I'm going to, be, I'm going to take it to prayer with thanksgiving. In other words, thank you, God, that I'm going to come out of this situation. Thank you, God, that yes, my body may be hurting right now, but thank you that your word says I'm healed. I thank you that I'm going to receive your healing right now. Thank you, Lord, that all of my needs are met according to your riches in glory. So, Father, I may not have it in the bank right now, but, Father, thank you that it's going, to, it's going to be here when it needs to be here. I'll have all my needs met according to your riches in glory. Thank you, Father. Instead of, oh, no, here we go again. Took me five years last time, God. How long is it going to take this time? You see the different, the different approaches 
When you go before Him in thanksgiving, I don't know which way you would rather somebody approach you, but I would much rather somebody approach me with a glad spirit, a glad heart, thanking me for what, for what they know that I've promised that I could do for them. And that's the way God is. So He says, "...do not fret or have any anxiety about anything, but in every circumstance and in everything, by prayer and petition, a definite request, with thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God." So it's not, a, it's not an issue to make your wants known or to make your needs known to God, but it's how you approach Him. You can do it sad and, and weeping and, and just depressed, or you can come to Him with thanksgiving saying, Thank you, Father, that Your Word says this, and I thank You that I'm going to receive what Your Word says. Amen. Amen. Look at 1 Thessalonians 5. 1 Thessalonians 5. <clears throat> Come on, y'all happy? Amen. First Thessalonians 5, verse uh, 18. Now listen to this. this is a, look at, we'll look at verse 16, 16, 17, and 18. First Thessalonians 5. He says, Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Verse 17. Then verse 18, notice what he says here. In everything, give thanks... For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. It is God's will for you to give thanks. It's God's will for you to come to Him saying, Thank you, God. Thank you. Why? Why am I thanking Him? I don't have nothing yet. Because faith always gets, it always presents itself before the situation ever happens. Faith always declares the outcome before, before the end of it. So we come before Him saying, Thank you, Father. Thank you. Look at the uh, Amplified in verse 18. The Amplified says this in verse number 18. says, Thank God in everything, no matter what the circumstances may be. Be thankful and give thanks. For this is the will of God for you who are in Christ Jesus, the revealer and the mediator of that will. I don't know how much clearer you can get than that. Come boldly before the throne, right? How are we going to come before the throne? We enter into His gates with praise, enter into His courts with thanksgiving. Right? And here it says, give thanks in everything. Give thanks for this is the will of God for you. So, Today, I'll finish up. I went, I went longer than 15 minutes, but that's all right. But, but today, here's, here's, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go out of this place today, and I want you to, to uh, this week, I want you to practice uh, with us, continue, continue practicing being thankful in every situation. Now, we, we're not thankful for the bad things that happen if the bad things happen, but what we are thankful for is because every time a, a, a situation presents itself, there's always a promise to meet that need. And you can thank God for the promise that, that whatever it is, whatever that, whatever that need is, if it's healing, if it's finances, if it's deliverance, if it's whatever that need is, God always has a promise to meet that need. And, and if you will come to God with thanks in your heart, with thanksgiving in your mouth, that is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. To be thankful. 
to say, thank you, God, that you're going to see me through this. Thank you, God, that I will have the victory. Thank God that I will see a victory in my life this week. Amen. You have to, you have to use your voice. You have to use your mouth. You have to use the weapons God's given you. And one of, the, one of the greatest weapons He's given you is the voice of praise and thanksgiving. Giving thanks to God. Amen. For that is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Amen. So let's bow our heads just for a moment. So Father, I pray this morning. I thank You for the time, of, the time we've had together. What a wonderful day it's been, Lord. It has been a day of freedom. It's been a wonderful day in Your presence. And Father, my prayer today is just simply this. I pray that every one of us would get a revelation, Father, of, the, of how powerful it is to have thanksgiving in our, in our mouth, to have thanks in our mouth versus being sad and depressed and dis- discouraged. Father, that, that the power of being thankful will, will be the first step to our victory. Even as Hannah... When, when she changed her countenance, when she believed the Word and she, she became thankful for the Word in her heart, her countenance changed and she was no longer sad, but she went away and she received what her heart's desire was. So, Father, my prayer today is that, that as we, this week, as we are thankful and as we declare, uh, the thanks, as we declare thanks to You, and, Father, and, and as we're more thankful to You, this week, Lord, that we will see those victories in our lives. We will see the manifestation of those promises one by one, Father, in our lives. And we'll be able to turn around and look at it and say, it was when I became thankful, is when I gave praise to God and gave Him thanks that I received that promise. So, Father, we are thankful this morning. And we say thank You for all that You're doing in our lives. Thank You for each one here, each one that's watching by, by Facebook, Father, and by, by listening on CD. We just pray your blessings on each one. We're thankful, Father, for, for each person that's connected to us here at Destiny Bible Church. Father, you've been so good to us, and we love you so much. So we bless you, we honor you today, and we pray, Father, that, that we can go out and be a light for you, that we can carry the fragrance of heaven to those around us. We bless you and we honor you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Remember, we have the leadership meeting tonight at 5, and then uh, regular, we have our worship encounter night, prayer night at uh, Wednesday night at 7. Come out. That's a powerful time. You'll enjoy it. And, uh, and so God bless you guys. Have a great week.